You got an intro for us? There you go. Hello, 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 and thank All you for right, joining into the third episode of the Rhode Island Reds podcast. My name is Matt Tremblay. This is our first live podcast, so it's probably going to be horrible, even though we run through them anyway, just like this. No different. <laughs> Should definitely be interesting. Uh, yeah, my name is Matt Tremblay. I'm here with my good buddy and co-host, Colin Cronin. And uh, yeah, this is this is episode number three. And so, uh, this is going to be a good one. In the past 72 hours, we've actually surpassed the top 50% of podcasts. We are in the 50% um, with a bunch of listens in the last uh, few days. It, it you, They usually rate it by how many you can get in the last 30 days or the first 30 days. Yeah, we I mean, we've, we've surpassed three. some. Yeah, we've surpassed some pretty cool standards there for podcasts. And I mean, aside from the number of plays, I mean, that's, yeah, whatever. Um, the amount of conversation that we're kind of, we're seeing, you know, on our personal Facebooks and on social media in general has been pretty interesting. Yeah. The biggest, the, very least. the biggest thing is to start the conversation. As long as we're starting the conversation and keeping it going, we're doing our job right. Um, that's all we want to do is we want to bring that voice out to the people and keep it going. Um, as you know, when you're a conservative in Rhode Island or a Republican or even anyone that just really disagrees nowadays, um, you're pretty much canceled. I mean, we're out there. We're not going to get canceled. No one's canceling us. <laughs> we don't make any money off this, so we can't be canceled, which is great. Um, so yeah, it's our biggest success is the listeners and, you know, starting the conversation. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're doing this because we care about the message. We're not doing it for any, you know, financial reasons, you know, um, it's been pretty fun so far, um, and yeah, it, it's definitely pretty cool. Now, we all know these conversations. I mean, they're all great to have. It's great to have the back-and-forth banter, whether you're Democrat, Republican, whatever it is. We all have these political debates and even just debates about everyday life, but uh, we all know those debates can sometimes go real south real quick. Ooh, boy. And that's what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about some of our personal experiences we've had out there whether it's on Facebook, whether it's in person, mostly on social media, you'll you'll notice. I mean, got no a lot one of ha- keyboard warriors, you know, people yeah. that are like, yeah, man, you're, you're a racist because you support Donald Trump. Like, no one say no, that to my face. Yeah. No one has the balls to say something like that to your face. Right, and it's hilarious. Right. So th- it's really mostly on social media. I mean, we've all kind of been guilty of it. I mean, there's a lot of things I've said I probably wouldn't say to someone's face. But, you know, we all feel emboldened. <laughs> but some people take it to a whole nother level. Right. 
whole nother level. So um, that's what we're going to go over today. Um, yeah, about you know some of the family and friends we've we've had really disturbing relationships come out of. I mean, our, our relationships are destroyed, basically, in some cases. Yeah, I mean, we spend so much time as Republicans, right, uh, sitting in a closet, right? And, and you're kind of scared to talk to people about your feelings. And what you start to see, and what I started to see, is that the more I talked about it, the more I found that there are people just like me that... You know, at one point in time, they were just totally convinced that they were doing the right thing by by voting the way their parents were voting, right? Um, and their grandparents were voting, and and just kind of just numbingly walking into a, a you know a polling place and and you know drawing some some arrows across either party ticket, you know, and you're you're just going straight down the list, Democrat, uh, where where you're like, oh, who who's got the coolest name? Right. Yeah, we we had a couple posts today on social media and they basically were we were kind of joking around about this. And some people were, you know, talking back, saying, you know, it's great what you're doing. We're so sick of getting canceled. And there was others joking around saying, oh, you're blocked, canceled. And it kind of came up with the idea for this episode. We didn't know what we were going to talk about tonight. Matt actually called me and said, I want to do another podcast. tonight. We're gonna keep <laughs> this going. And this. I'm like, man, like I, I'm like, I want to like chill like let's chill for a couple days this is getting ridiculous i was not in the mood to do it but i actually am feeling good about it tonight it's actually a really great topic down, we, we get really excited yeah as soon as we find videos and then, yeah as soon as we found the topic of the day it was like oh we got to talk about this i mean we've got so we've got so much on this on this topic so we've been through it personally matt myself sometimes it's hilarious sometimes it's not so funny especially oh, when i it's hate watching family. it happen to other people too especially when yeah. they really don't have good defense and and you're in an environment right and especially you know think about a year ago like you're sitting in an environment you're looking around you're like uh i don't know if i want to like defend this person because i am gonna end up we're, we're both gonna end up on you know on a cross somewhere yeah, like, baking in the sun right i mean like, it's like it's like that like if you're in public and like a shooting happened it's like you think you would go after the guy but would you really like do you really want to take the bullet i mean sometimes yeah. you're like oh i don't know if i should you always like you want to but like I don't know, man. If it comes down to it, what are you really going to do? Right, right, you know? right. I mean, well, now, like I said, now, I mean, now look at what we're doing. Uh, came yeah, completely we're out. We're taking, like, like hey, machine gun fire now. Yeah, my name's Matt Tremblay, and I am a Republican, and I am voting for Donald Trump. You should really go to a meeting Tuesday. about that. 100% voting for Donald Trump next Republicans Tuesday. Anonymous. Absolutely happening. Um, and you know what? That felt amazing to say that because I don't think I've ever... I mean, I've said it to people. I've said, yeah, I'm voting for Donald Trump. I, I don't think I've announced that felt, that felt amazing. So, um, so, yeah, but I mean, speaking about this, I mean, you, you hear about people getting divorces over political beliefs. Divorces. Insanity Come on. Insanity to me, right? Like... My wife and I, luckily, my wife agrees with a lot of the, the this, you know, we see things the same way, you know. I've seen and, her Trump hat. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. has one. I have one. I don't wear it in public, uh, you know, it'd be totally forthright, but whatever, you know, maybe Pussy. I'll start now. I, I, I mean, now we're, now I'm out, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, What the hell is it going to change? Uh, so, anyway, um, yeah. yeah, you see divorces, you see people breaking up, you see but parents not talking to children. You see grandparents not talking to grandchildren and totally removing from each other's lives and calling each other racist and homophobe and Islamophobe yeah. and all these phobes. Like what? Any Anyone that's ever seen my Facebook page knows they've seen the public oh, just arguments. I mean, with family, friends, 
And it's like, I don't mean to start them, but I'm, I'm just out there trying to put out some good word and facts, you know, whether you think those facts are, are real or not, or whatever, you know, all that's debatable, but I'm trying to put out numbers, put out things and trying to change minds. And I just get completely attacked for it. I mean, if you remember the Brett Kavanaugh confirmation hearings, oh my God. when he was that getting attacked, guy. this guy is a guy that led an exemplary life, right? He is the model American, right? What happened to those stories, by the way? What happened to all the controversy around Brett Kavanaugh? He gets... He, you know, he, he gets, uh, you know, uh, sworn into the Supreme Court and that stuff goes away. Oh, yeah. We all knew it was political it was theater. Campaign. It political absolute, theater. It's but sickening. What, but what I'm trying to say here is we all remember how disgusting that was. If you didn't, if you didn't know who it was, it was a Supreme Court justice that was confirmed by the Senate. He was, you know, picked by Donald Trump. Um, just great guy, well qualified. Obviously, was going to get confirmed, but they tried to smear him real bad. I mean, real bad. They were saying he was a it was rapist. Disgusting. They were saying this, that, and the other thing. I mean, they were saying some just the worst allegations you could ever say to a person, right? And if anyone that knows me and has seen my Facebook, that was basically a Broadway play of my life. So if you watched that, that was like I was Kavanaugh, and all my friends and family were. At were, first, were my the, God, were the uh, right? Senate uh, right? was the Senate asking him the questions and just attacking him in the world. I mean, it's like that's how I felt. It, it really, it really does feel like that. But now it's like people are. It's funny. We had this podcast, and people are now like kind of stopping that. Like, I even had some people contact me that have t- attacked me before, and were like, "Oh yeah, man, you got a good radio voice. Cool, what you're doing." But it's like, what is going on? Because it's it's almost like it's when you're realizing up, that they're realizing that they might not be right when you speak up. They they do get quieter. So I'm I'm out here to to promise to you people that aren't speaking up, speak up because they get quieter. Do it. The do only it. reason Share they're this so thing loud. Everywhere too. The only reason they're so loud is because you are so quiet. And we're gonna we're gonna make that case today. Um so uh there was there was another thing. I mean we're going to go into a little bit of how it's like the death of comedy, all the cancel culture. Even comedians are coming out and saying... They, they can't they, be funny anymore. They can't even be funny anymore. I mean, movies, you've seen movies aren't even funny anymore. Everyone has to be politically correct. So it's this cancel culture has a real effect on society and people don't realize it. I mean, so, I mean, going into some news, right? Amy Coney Barrett just got confirmed, right? Thank God. Amy Coney Barrett, new... Um, a new a new justice on the Supreme Court, right? So she's in there now, and she couldn't be attacked. I mean, they went after her pretty hard. If anyone looked at the confirmation hearings, they went after her they went pretty after bad her for, for her religion. Oh, for like being Catholic and like stupid. It's like that's the type of thing we're talking about. It's like you can't do that's that. That's all they have. That's all they and have. The only reason they couldn't go after her as hard as they did Kavanaugh is because she's a woman, and they know it's politically incorrect to do so. Right? Not just that, but it's it's right before an election, and and the Democrats got absolutely destroyed for what they did to Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah. Well. Yeah, but but the thing is with the Democrats, their their base loves when they do that. That was like a like cheering them on. Like right, right. But they can't change. They they can't chance the independent vote right now. No, and the moderates. They yeah. cannot chance. So the not the time. That's why Biden's there and not Bernie. They need very the very untimely death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. It's really like like it's odd how things happen like that. I don't want to say like stars aligning. Like that's a bad way to put it. But like it's odd how the world works and how things time because it, 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 things can't be this. You know coincidental there's something to it i mean there's more to this there's more on the line you can feel it in the air um 
So yeah, going back to Amy Coney Barrett, they they couldn't attack her as hard, but I don't want people to forget this, that there was a senator from Hawaii that asked her if she's ever raped someone. She went out and one of her questions, she just, she just asked these ridiculous questions and obviously every answer was no. Probably so they can ask everybody. Of course not. Right, right. And she's like, have you ever sexually assaulted anyone, Amy Coney Barrett? And she's like, uh, no. And she's like, where are you going with these questions? But she just wanted that. She wanted that clip. She wanted to be able to say that. Like, she, like right, right, wicked right. bad attacks. Like, can you imagine, like, <laughs> charging a woman with, like, rape? I mean, I don't even know how that works. I'm, I'm assuming it's possible. I'm sure it's happened. But 100% I mean, happened. I mean, I'm, come on. Sure that's just, don't be so ridiculous. This is someone that is, like, this should be your you know, your role model and you're just accusing of rape, like ugh, just, it's crazy. Just for the, just for like the knee jerk reaction or like the, you know, I, I don't really know why that was. I mean, it, you know what? Was it all over the news? Did it hit every news cycle? That's probably no. why they didn't know. No, I mean, they're surprising. No, they're it, like Fox news covered it. There were some places that obviously yeah, covered yeah. it. Like Tucker Carlson's not letting that slide. Um, right. But, right. Obviously. I mean, meanwhile, on the other side, you have like people like Il- Ilhan Omar, right? Who she's a, I think she's a congressman. Uh, where is she from? Was it Mi- Michigan? I, no, I, no, Minnesota. She from? She's from Minnesota. Minnesota yeah, right? Yeah, 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 that's right. I, Ilhan Trump's Omar is like her. marries her brother and like illegally like gets him in and like no one says anything. Like crazy stuff ha- actually happens out there, but no one's ever saying anything. Um, you had like people just recently over the Amy Coney Barrett thing and all these other things about this about this uh, seat. They were like calling out on moral grounds all this stuff and you had like anthony weiner remember that guy oh that was like <laughs> flashing his dick around like to every girl while he's married yeah he's back uh, he's back in the news yeah yeah like oh i'm reformed i i might have i might have sent photos of my penis to a 15 year old girl but guys i yeah, stepped away like, for five you, years i'm you, good now we're fine all you have to do on the left is like just apologize that's it we and, see and like it all wear the time. a blm shirt like it's i wore a blm sickening. shirt i apologized like right, i'm back right. on your team like put me in coach it's crazy hey guys i i don't want to give away i don't want to give it away but hey guys uh you know i, I I probably shouldn't have joined the KKK. You're right, right? Yeah, there's. we're going to talk about something. I mean, <laughs> we're just going to talk about how ridiculous one side is versus the other. And it's you just can't ignore it anymore. No one should be ignoring this stuff. I mean, you got people like Jeffrey Epstein, all these guys that were doing horrible things. And they were friends with the Clintons, all this stuff. I mean, I'm not going to get into that. But a guy like Anthony Weiner coming out and like ju- like scolding someone on their morals. It's like, dude... And, and, and this is real stuff. They're paying attention to him going, and, and nodding their heads. Yes, yes, you are right, Anthony Weiner. This is a horrible thing. I mean, come on, stop. Let's be real. Come on, man. Come on, man. So <laughs> we're going to get into um, a little something else here. I mean, we're going to get into Biden and his praise for someone. I mean, just the fact that some of these people have never been canceled. I mean, you got people like Ted Kennedy, right? Mass Massachusetts senator straight killed a woman. Drove into the ocean with his car, fled the scene, and she drowned in that car. Killed a woman. And he was just like, after that, like, went right back to the Senate, like, right. Well, got his I seat. mean, to be fair, I he mean, did his time, right? I mean, he, 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 I think he did get charged with a crime for that. But I mean, no, he didn't. Time, I don't think he did jail time. Okay. Uh, maybe, I'm wrong. maybe I'm wrong. He, he could have. No, I, I don't think he, I, I, that was the whole thing is he, like, he, like, Got off like Scott Which, Free. Uh, yeah, one of the Kennedys did some jail time for something, but oh, I'm sure one of yeah. them. <laughs> so yeah, so we're actually going to go to this clip here. Do you want to pull over to the um to the Biden clip? Yeah, we're on it. We're going to run into this clip here, and it, you know, some people know about this story, and it it's just you can't let it go. We know it was a long time ago, I think 2008, but you've got the eulogy of um the death of a senator, uh, West Virginia Senator Robert Byrd, all right? Now, to give you a little history on Robert Byrd, he was a KKK Klan member, no, okay? No, he, he founded... 
his own chapter. He recruited 150 yeah. of his close friends and and community members. Yeah, so he's to a, he was a, no, so he was a recruiter. He, he, he was a, yes, he was a recruiter for chapter. the KKK. His own chapter. No, no, no but you, he was a member of the KKK. Right. Then he recruited for the KKK and started a chapter. 100%. That that's his history. And I mean, this isn't like um like oh, I just joined by accident. I thought they were like the you know the King's Country Club. Like this was the KKK. This is the Ku Klux Klan. This man was the Ku Klux Klan um, recruiter. And then he be, he went on to be West Virginia Senator for a long time. And it's like, I mean, I guess these were, you know, more racial times with people voting that guy in. But I mean, this is a well-known history. And you've got Obama and Biden actually praising him on his, at his, for, you know, bringing up a eulogy for him at this funeral. And, and, and we're going to play. And referring to him as a mentor. And a, yeah. Well, well, so we're, we're going to play. You can, you can hear it straight from We're going to play it. We're going to pause it. Bishop, Reverend Clergy, Mona and Marjorie, the entire Bird family, if you didn't already know it, it's pretty clear the incredible esteem your father was held in. I know you've known that your whole life. To my fellow members of the Senate, you know, I uh, was telling the President when I got elected, uh, the last time, and I had the great honor of running with the president, and I was elected vice president and United States senator in the same day for my seventh term. Congrats. Isn't and, that something? Uh, and talking to, uh, and I got sworn in for that seventh term because we thought we might need a vote there. Uh, oh, interesting. Um, in huh? those first uh, couple weeks. Wow. And uh, every time I sat with a leader, I never called Senator Byrd senator. I always called him leader. When I sat with a leader, called him I could leader. See that look in his face, and he said, "Joe, you sure you're making the right decision, giving up the center for vice president?" <laughs> oh, isn't that just so funny? You've got a guy here. This is the VP of the United States. He is at a KKK members. Yeah, this is 2010. Funeral. So this is two years into his vice presidency. Right, and he said he he admits he this is his man's leader. This is his mentor. This is things some people don't even know this happened because they do try to cancel this. They try to push they don't this want, right they out. I don't want this game. I'm surprised right. we found the video. So, yeah, honestly. they cancel. They cancel two things, right? They cancel anything that they find distasteful or or offensive, and then they cancel anything that they can that can be used against them. Once again, they can do the anything thing. as long as they wear a BLM shirt and they they're they're fine. <laughs> they are guarded. That That's BLM it. shirt is like solid steel. That's it. Can't touch them. Back in. Because as the senators know, he revered the Senate. As Danny Inoue uh, uh, said going into the chamber when we were going in to honor your father, yesterday we walked in together. He said, you know, Joe, had you stayed, you'd be number two. Uh, I'm still number two, Danny. <laughs> number two of what? Like, number two of, like, the KKK, views. like, the Grand uh, maybe Wizard? Maybe the Senate Minority Leader. I, I think that the Republicans... Oh, the, probably. Yeah, that's what they meant. But it just... It that just, was the joke. Uh, it just comes off... Number two. It just comes off a little weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever. Good humor, Joe. I'm still number two. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mr. President, I, uh... Yesterday, I had the opportunity uh, to pay my respects to Leader Byrd as he lay in repose in the Senate chamber. I met the family then and again today, and uh, 
The last time that happened was 50 years ago. The last time that uh, that chamber I revere served as a uh, resting place for anyone was, uh, was 50 years ago. But uh, although I and my colleagues behind me revere the Senate, uh, Robert C. Byrd elevated the Senate. Other great men uh, and their families would have chosen for them to lay in state in the rotunda. But Bob Byrd and his family chose to lay in state in the Senate chamber. And to me, this is completely appropriate, having served with them for 36-plus years. For the Senate chamber was Robert C. Byrd's cathedral. The Senate chamber was his cathedral, and West Virginia was his heaven. Interesting. So he goes on and on just to praise this man. I think it goes on for like 21 minutes. Spends a lot of time talking about himself, too. Let's be real. He, he's just, you yeah, know, shamelessly, shamelessly self-promoting himself while giving a eulogy to a, a dead clan member. I think at one point he stops and like does 20 push-ups just because he can do them. I think he does. Oh, yeah, because he, he likes to talk about how physically fit he is. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He just wanted to say, you know how many push-ups I can do, man? Yeah, so, yeah, man. Yeah. So... Just to show you there just how ridiculous, I mean, Biden, by today's standards, should be completely canceled, should be done, toast oh, after that. I mean, after a lot of things he's done, a lot of these people have done, and none of them are canceled. And yet the little people like us, we get canceled for saying anything. And people are just Oh my God, I'm so orders. scared, to be honest with you, of saying the wrong thing publicly. Really? Uh, on the podcast? Yeah. I mean, why not? I mean, oh, not me. I mean, I'm not really that scared because I'm a little bit more intelligent than to... to you know, gaff and say, you know, stupid stuff like Biden does all the time. Like, you know, that, that, you know, poor kids are, are just as good as white kids and just as smart as white kids. Yeah. I'm, kids. I'm not going to be censored because I know I'm not a horrible person. I'm not like, you know, some of these people, they say bad things because they're, they're kind of bad people. Like nothing I say is going to be that crazy. You won't hear anything 100%. that crazy because I'm not a horrible person, but some of these people are horrible and you have to start <laughs> identifying those horrible people and saying, yeah, I mean, if you're going to cancel anyone, those are the people you want to cancel. But I mean, I don't agree with canceling anything at all. This is America. Like I'm I'm all for like say whatever you amendment. want. Like, Freedom how do of speech. You, exactly. It's one thing to be shamed. It's one thing to be, you know, held to account for your words, but to be totally like taken out of Hollywood or taken out of or taken out of whatever, it's it's kind of insane to me. Yeah, so it's been more of a tool, this cancel culture, and it's used often. I mean, the left can throw whatever they want at you. You can say, you can just say something, you know, just the wrong sentence, you messed up, and they're going to cancel you. It's getting crazy. Um, I mean, it's coming to a breaking point. People, even on the left, are saying this this stuff is bad, and you'll see some of these comedians, we're going to bring them up, and you're going to see, like, they're like, this is, they're just all fed up with it. They can't even, I mean, they're being run out of their jobs. They can't even say anything anymore without well, they get being caught canceled. In public. They get caught in public and somebody will grab a cell phone and, and get them making like a, a joke and it'll be taken out of context and put it on social media and before you know it, it's like, hey, so-and-so is no longer, like you can't even find videos of their performances. They get taken off of everything. It's kind of crazy. Right. We want to hop over to that video? Let's do it. So just before we play it, this is, this is Jerry Seinfeld's quick take on it. Um, really smart point and then... Uh, it's this whole video is awesome. I can't wait to get into this. 
I asked, I, people had uh, tweeted at me when I said I'm interviewing with Jerry Seinfeld. I said, oh, okay, ask him about their gender diversity on this show. Yeah, I mean, it's, people think it's, it's the census or something. I mean, this has got to <laughs> represent the, the actual pie chart of, of, of America. Who cares? It's just funny. You know, funny is the, is the, is the world that I live in. You're funny, I'm interested. You're not funny, I'm not interested. Okay. And, and I have no interest in gender or race or anything like that. But everyone else is kind of with their little calculating, is this the exact right mix? You know, mm -hmm. uh, I, I think that's, uh, to me, it's anti-comedy. It's okay. anti-comedy. It's, it's more about, you know, PC nonsense okay. than are you making us laugh or not? Right, right. I mean, yeah, let's talk about that for a second. It, it, I mean, the things that were historically found funny, nowadays, somebody is getting offended by it. It does not matter. Yeah. You, you couldn't joke about being a Democrat. You'd be chased out of, you know, 50% of bars, right? Yeah, I mean, look at, like, the older com comedians like Richard Pryor. Like, that guy, you know, black guy, he would, like, say the craziest stuff. And, like, no one's going to... Chris gonna Rock? Yeah, no one's going to bat an eye. I mean, you, you, you could never do that nowadays. And S Jerry Seinfeld is basically saying, you know... I don't care who you are. We've never cared who you are, what you look like. If you're funny, you're funny. Like, like that's what we want to bring back. We want to bring back, hey, it's okay to say something. I mean, I grew up, uh, when, my work career, right? We, we had a, 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 I work on the railroad, right? So we've got some, some rough guys and we're joking around all the time. And when you can sit in a room with a black guy, a white guy, and you can joke around about anything, doesn't matter if racial or not, and you all can laugh or your asses off and no one gets uncomfortable. That's when you know that everything's all right um, in the world because it, as long as it's funny, it's funny, and people don't aren't aren't as sensitive. I mean, there's those sensitive people out there, but it's society making them sensitive. We are we are making a bunch of babies, bunch yeah, of big it's, babies. It's utterly insane, and, and and the amount of societal programming that we see, right? And and we'll talk a little bit about that later. But the the amount of societal programming that you see, yeah. I mean, uh, th these kids can't handle anything. So the next guy here is Bill Burr. A quick clip with him. Here you go. The people that complain and all that type of shit is just, it's a very small group of people and they're bullies. But a, a comic tells a fucking joke in a strip mall right. and all of a sudden they're talking about it. Right. You know, one person gets a, like, gets offended. That's another thing too. Like, every one of those things, it's like a comic is guilty of do, telling a joke in a comedy club. That's all they're guilty of. Right. And then, and then the, the, what I love too is people get offended by the joke and it's just like, she, he or she didn't tell you the joke. Right. If you want to get mad that you heard the joke, right. it's the person that blogs about it. It's the person that, that takes the video or records it. The right. comedian is just guilty of, of being in a nightclub right. where people voluntarily came in and telling jokes. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, just because you're sitting at home eating cornflakes now and you hear the nightclub, that's really on you. Right. You don't want to hear the nightclub, don't go to the nightclub and also don't fucking listen to it. To be honest with you, who really gets offended by comedians? I, who, who is walking around? Like, when was the last time you sold somebody you're a comedian and be like, oh, you guys are so offensive? Nobody. They always think it's cool. Nobody. Generally speaking. Right. And there's this small group of fucking people. And what I love, too, is they only get offended by shit that has to do with them. Yeah, let's, right. let's, unpack, let's unpack what he was just saying. Oh, sorry. So let's unpack what, what Bill Burr was just saying, right? So he starts off and he's saying, look, all it takes is to piss off one fucking person... 
and it's the end of the uh, it's at the end of the, these comedians' careers. They they have to be so careful about what they do and say because they could be in the middle of Indiana and offend the wrong person, say the wrong thing, and they're they're done. They're cooked. No, nobody's booking them. Nobody wants them. And you know they get to a point where they can't. It's like it's like with uh. With the Tiger King, when he couldn't, when when Carol Bass was stopping him, or they, they, you know, they were stopping him from performing in the malls. They, they just troll them, right? And, and and you know, from there he goes into talking about, um, you know, if you don't like it, don't f-ing watch it. It's that simple. I don't like CNN, so I don't really watch CNN. I mean, I watch it sometimes, but my point is this. Yeah, I could get wound up watching CNN all day long. Like it would wind me up. But I don't have to watch it, and they can still say I still love them saying whatever they want because it's once again freedom of speech, America. Please say it, say what you want to say. And it gives us content. Yeah. <laughs> the next guy here, I don't even know who this is. It's that old show, uh, Faulty Towers or whatever. We don't even know this guy's name, but he actually makes some really good points. He is right um, on the money. Hard to understand some of his new stuff and older stuff. If people can't control their own emotions then they have to start trying to control other people's behavior. And when you're around super sensitive people, you cannot relax and be spontaneous because you have no idea what's going to upset them next. And that's why I've been warned recently, don't go to most university campuses because the political correctness has been taken from being a good idea, which is let's not be mean, particularly to people who are not able to look after themselves very well. That's a good idea, to the point where any kind of criticism of any individual or group can be labeled um, cruel. And the whole point about humor, the whole point about comedy, and believe you me, I've thought about this, is that all comedy is critical. Even if you make a very inclusive joke like um, how do you make God laugh? Answer, tell him your plans. Now, that's about the human condition. It's <laughs> how not would you make God anyone. laugh? It's saying we all have all these plans which probably won't come, and isn't it funny how we still believe they're going to happen? So that's a very inclusive joke. It's still critical. All humor is critical. And if you start saying, we mustn't, we mustn't criticize or offend them, then humor's gone. With humor goes a sense of proportion. And then as far as I'm concerned, you're living in 1984. My God, is that on the money or what? Yeah, and that's my new... Nothing's funny. Who's going to the movies and watching... Have you seen a a comedy come out lately that's funny? And that's my new... I'm watching comedies from 2000 still. My new favorite joke. (laughs) How would you make God laugh? Tell him your plan. plan. <laughs> that was that's beautiful. I mean, this guy's genuinely funny. And now there's another clip of him, right? In an old show, he's almost telling the future. The same guy on Faulty Towers or whatever UK TV. Everyone, you might hear his voice and say it sounds familiar. You definitely know him if you've seen him. But um, it's an old show, and he's he actually is kind of like telling. It's what is this? Like maybe 50 years ago, 40 uh, years this ago. Was, uh, what was this year? was the 60s, 70s. I don't know. No, no, you said you. 40 or something. Earlier, it was like 19... 1970s. No, no, no 1970s. It says oh, the cast well, of the 1976. So we're talking okay. about the 70s. So we're so, still talking about you know almost 50 years ago now. Yeah, and listen to what he what he says. He's this got is, a little skit going. It's and it's funny. It's it's pretty good. It's dead on to what's happening today. John Cleese. There he is. That's his name. Seriously though, 
We've heard a lot about extremism recently, a nastier, harsher atmosphere everywhere, more abuse and bother boy behavior, less friendliness and tolerance and respect for opponents. All right, but what we never hear about extremism is its advantages. Well, the biggest advantage of extremism is that it makes you feel good because it provides you with enemies. Let me explain. The great thing about having enemies is that you can pretend that all the badness in the whole world is in your enemies and all the goodness in the whole world is in you. Attractive, <laughs> isn't it? So, if you have a lot of anger and resentment in you anyway, and you therefore enjoy abusing people, then you can pretend that you're only doing it because these enemies of yours are such very bad persons. And that if it wasn't for them, you'd actually be good-natured and courteous and rational all the time. <laughs> so, if you want to feel good, become an extremist. Okay. I mean, how, wow. how funny is that? That is like the left defined today. It's insane, isn't it? I mean, it's it, fi- this is 50 years ago almost. If you want to feel it. good about yourself because of your faulty, you know... You, you basically or say all, uh, your enemies are bad and all the good things are me. And the only reason why I'm bad is because my enemies are bad too. And if my enemies were not bad, then I would be good. Yeah, they're what? they're worse than me. If you paint someone else to be worse than you, then you're good. No, that's not how the world works, okay? Yeah, no. If you go to a BLM rally, you are not all of a sudden a good person who has helped African Americans in their <laughs> communities. You never have. You know you haven't. I mean, a lot of these people, right? So just stop with that. Stop with it. So let's let's keep going. But it's I all, mean, this, it's all this is show. it's all in here. This guy's great. Now you have a choice. If you join the hard left, they'll give you their list of authorized enemies. Almost all kinds of authority, especially the police, the city, Americans, judges, multinational corporations, public schools, furriers, newspaper owners, fox hunters, generals, class traitors, and, of course, moderates. Or, if you'd rather be an extremist on the hard right, no problem, fine, you still get a lovely list of enemies, only they're different ones. Noisy minority groups, unions, Russia, weirdos, Demonstrators, welfare sponges, meddlesome clergy, peaceniks, the BBC, strikers, <laughs> social workers, communists, and of course, moderates. <laughs> so, oh my God! So how dead on is that? I mean, really, you, we've all got our like groups of enemies, and even on the conservative one, I mean, you have to laugh. It's it's pretty we, funny. It's pretty de- funny. It's we, exactly how it's painted. We're, we're not saying this is true. What is that? What we're saying is that. This is exactly how it's paid. Like our yeah. enemies are minority groups, and our enemies are these demonstrators, and our enemies are moderates. Like no, like that's that's not what it is, right? I mean, to some people, it is. That's why it's funny. And upstart actors. Now, once you're armed with one of these super lists of enemies, you can be as nasty as you like, and yet feel your behaviors morally justified. So you can strut around uh, abusing people and telling them you could eat them for breakfast and still think of yourself as a champion of the truth, a a a fighter for the greater good, and not the rather sad paranoid schizoid that you really are. (laughs) (laughs) Paranoid schizoid, you really are. I mean, some of these people really are. They're paranoid. I mean, everyone, like, the paranoia weeps out of them. Everyone's racist. Everyone's out to get me. Uh, Everything's rigged. I mean, stop. against me. No, it's like you're working against yourself. Yeah, 100%. you're working against yourself real bad, especially when you start attacking other people. You, as people soon as need you other start people. letting go of that too. As soon as you start letting go of the, it's everybody else's fault. Wah. 
you, you start to wake up a little bit. Guess what? Things get better. Uh, Ricky Gervais. This is going to be awesome, I think. We haven't watched this one. Are we ready? Oh, yeah. We're going. This is what you get for live. So this is all quotes from Gervais. Um, we can we can stop this one. But Gervais had a great. Did you see his skit on like the MTV Awards show? No. You should pull that one up. Can you find that? Yeah, yeah. Ricky I'll Gervais. Get on that now. Um, like I think it was like the MTV Awards show. I thought that's what they were gonna play for sure. I told you we should have watched the whole video before we went live. Oh, Golden I Globes. I told you, Matt. Golden Globes. What oh, are we this doing? This is gonna be awesome, dude. I mean, we're couple it hacks. Out. I know. We're figuring it out. We're getting good at this. Though. It's ten seconds. Where is this? Washington Post. Oh, you got any volume on that? On that baby? I'm trying. I'm How trying. do I register to vote? Uh, here's an advertisement. Sorry. Oh, oh Matt, you're killing us. Oh, Turn man. the volume I down at least, Matt. Fa- what are you man, doing? It's a Facebook ad. It's that stupid I voted ad. How much money are these guys spending on this? Oh man, why are they Facebook so involved wants in politics? You to vote. Has anyone voted because of Facebook this year? Nope. I'm, I'm huh? voting, Any I'm voting on Tuesday out there? in person, and I'm hit, I'm putting my ballot in the machine yes. as I've done in Proudly. every election since I was 18 years old. I will not put a ballot in the mail. November 3rd, man. November 3rd. That's it. Week from today. Hello, and welcome to the 77th Annual Golden Globe Awards, live from the Beverly Hilton Hotel here in Los Angeles. I'm Ricky Gervais, thank you. You'll be pleased to know this is the last time I'm hosting these awards, so I don't care anymore. Um, I'm joking, I never did. Let's go out with a bang. Let's have a laugh at your expense, shall we? Remember, they're just jokes. We're all gonna die soon, and there's no sequel. I came (laughs) here in a limo tonight, and the license plate was made by Felicity Huffman. So, no, shush. It's her, it's her daughter I feel sorry for, okay? That must be the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened about? to her. And her dad was in Wild Hogs. This no one me. cares about movies anymore. Yeah, this no is his highlights. No one really watches network TV. Everyone's watching Netflix. This show should just be me coming out going, well done, Netflix, you win everything. Good night. <laughs> you could binge watch the entire first season of Afterlife instead of watching this show. Spoiler alert, um, season two is on the way, so in the end, he obviously didn't kill himself. Just like Jeffrey Epstein. Ooh. Shut up. I know he's your friend, but I don't care. <laughs> I know he's your friend. <laughs> it was a big year for paedophile movies. Um, surviving R. Kelly, leaving Neverland, Two popes. <laughs> Shut up. Oh Shut up. I don't care. I don't care. Oh my god. The Irishman was amazing. Long, but amazing. Um, it wasn't the only epic movie. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, nearly three hours long. Leonardo DiCaprio attended the premiere, and by the end, his date was too old for him. <laughs> Many talented people of colour were snubbed in major categories. Um, Unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about that. The Hollywood foreign press are all very, very racist. So, we were going to do an in memoriam this year, but when I saw the list of people that had died, it wasn't diverse enough. It just. Paul roared into the TV game with a morning show, a superb drama, yeah. A superb drama about the importance of dignity and doing the right thing. 
made by a company that runs sweatshops in China. So, well, you say you're woke, but the companies you work for, I mean, unbelievable. Apple, Amazon, Disney. If ISIS started a streaming service, you'd call your agent. If you do win an <laughs> award tonight, don't use it as a, a platform to make a political speech, right? You're in no position to this lecture the, the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. Most of you spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg. So, if you win, right, come up, accept your little award, thank your agent and your god, and... He swears there. Hey, fuck so, off. And get the fuck out of here. I think that's what he said. Yep. It's already three hours long. Oh, yeah, oh, the beautiful. faces in the audience. <laughs> Tom I mean, Hanks was so pissed. Did you see the look on his face right there? My God. Totally called him out. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, so that just goes to speak to... I mean, look at what is happening, right? You know, the fact that these guys have to be petrified. I mean, we see it everywhere. We see it... But meanwhile, things like WAP fly, right? That That's totally yeah, okay. Yeah, Netflix with their show Cuties. Where, I've like, there's, never... like, 11-year-olds twerking. Like, that's okay. All that stuff is okay because, once again, we're all wearing BLM shirts or whatever it is. Like, we're all, like, social justice warriors. We're just so bringing we can do attention whatever. to pedophilia. We're just bringing attention to the fact that it exists. We're not promoting it. Yeah, no, we're not just, like, filming girls. Like, come on, man. This come is, on, man. It's, it's getting to the point where it's, like, so hypocritical that you just, like, your head spins. You, just, you can't even tell which way you're looking. It, it's crazy. It's absolutely sick. Yeah. I mean, you even, like, turn your TV on, you see commercials, right? These commercials have to be, like, diverse every time. Like, I would rather them just have the entire family be, like, Latino or whatever it might be than, like, have, like, your whole family, like, have every shade in the, you know, racial rainbow. It's like we just it, – it just comes off as virtue, virtue signaling. Like, you're just trying to be, like, politically correct. Right. You don't and have to be. We're all fine. Everyone that's – Why are they trying to blend cultures? Why all of a sudden, okay, we go from uh, – we go from a society that celebrates the diversity of our cultures, Right. Think about 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, my parents and your parents era, right? They were proud Italian-Americans. They were, they were proud Portuguese-Americans. They were proud Spanish-Americans. You know, that stuff's going out the window now. It's like they're trying to force everybody to, hey, hey you know what? We're all Americans, and I, I agree with that to a certain extent, but we can't forget our roots. Yeah, and can I just say, like, normal day, everyday people, you guys out there, us here, when you look around you, when you go to the grocery store, when you go to your job... Everything seems to be fine. When you look at the TV, there's the, the TV world is this horrible world, right? This this picture they're painting for you. But the reality is the real world's fine. And I know some people out there would say, well, you don't live in the bad neighborhoods or you don't, you know, so you don't really know what it was like. Like, I've been in the bad neighborhoods. I've done bad things in the bad neighborhoods. Like, we, we know what they're like, but they're not that way because, like, because of us or like they're not that way because people hate each other they're that way for a, a big part of that reason is that democrats run these cities and i hate to like blame them but they're never making it better and there there's totally avenues to make it better there's there's all sorts of things happening there out there in the trump administration i mean if we got republicans in some of these into some of these cities even providence i mean we're gonna see real change i mean people are gonna start real change and people out there want real change they i know they blindly vote democrat because they keep telling them hope and change and you know we're gonna we're gonna us, get you us we, we yeah we're gonna give you stuff we're gonna give you a college education we're gonna give you all the stuff right hey here's some free here's some more free stuff ubi Come the, re on, the reality man. the reality of that situation is just giving people money and giving people things, it doesn't get them out of the hole. If you really believe that they're disadvantaged, which some people are, we're not saying that is not the case, but there's ways to help them out other than just let's give you some money or let's, you know, you can help them out like for generations to come. 
You can ha- you can really there are do things something to do. of substance here. Right. You know, do it, something that's going to last. Money is temporary. The Democrats have run Chicago for a very very long time. How- Lord, what Lori Lightfoot, the mayor? Yeah. When on they- Lori Lightfoot's watch. People die. I mean, we're talking double digits. Dozens of people. 60 people one weekend weekend. getting shot. I mean, and most of them are African-Americans getting shot. I mean, this is horrible stuff. When are people going to wake the fuck up and realize that they don't don't care about... They're doing nothing but saying words. It boggles my mind that there's even 10% of people that believe 5% of the shit that comes out of these people's mouths. I mean... They're all they're all words. It's all talk. They've I mean, never done anything. So yeah, I'm glad we pointed all that stuff out today. I mean, I hope you guys like the episode. I don't know how many people watched live, but we'll do Quite a, a few quick watch the whole time, which is really cool. We'll do Thanks a, for watching, guys. We'll really, do a really quick edit and we'll put it out on the podcast. Usually, when we edit, just to let you know, it's just getting rid of some of the stupid stuff like that uh, little bobble at the end of the video. But um, yeah, great to have everyone here live. Um, great to be here with that great topic. I think we're going to have a lot more on that subject, honestly, but we wanted to wrap it up quick today. We we, we tortured you guys over the last couple of days, an hour <laughs> long, and then this 90 minutes, 45 minutes. minutes. 45 45 minutes. So, minutes. I mean, so there's our record for lowest time. Um, thanks really again. appreciate you guys listening in. We're going to keep this going, and please, please, for the love of God, keep talking keep sharing subscribe share get the word out there start your own podcast come on our podcast we're gonna have some callers in we got a lot of people out there that's Um, gonna be next yeah yeah, we're gonna have some some big rhode island names i mean they're not big names but they're big rhode island names big rhode island all right stay tuned thank you so much yeah guys have a great night see you later